Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's a sunny Thursday. It's supposed to go up to 60 today. Sure feels cold lately. It's not quite as damp, though, out as it has been. Although rain is on the way. I'm dude number three, Delta Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has just parked the bus and entered the building. How you doing, Clayton? <laughs> I'm doing well, Delta. Good morning, everybody. Hair on fire. There we go. Dude number one, Clayton, how's your household? Y'all have got some sickness out there. Same status as yesterday. Uh, got... Well, we got the baby at home, but um, my nine-year-old son is at home sick along with my wife. So, what kind of sick? Stomach bug. Okay, yeah, y'all had that like last week too, or week before last. Yeah, week? Harper had it last week. Okay, started the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's been oh, terrible. Okay. The man with five children, it just keeps on going, doesn't it? It does. It does. I just, I just hate the amount of school that they've missed from. From it. I mean, honestly, Harper's back in school, but now Thomas, this is his second day he's missed. So They would prefer for him to be home getting well instead of everybody That's true. getting sick. That's true. Yeah. All but, right. Yeah, apparently, though, this is going around everywhere. Everywhere. And I am like, yeah. Yeah. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest, dude, Debbie Matthews. Good, good morning. morning. So good to be here, guys. All right. I want to welcome uh, an original dude. An yes. original dude. It's somebody original. who's well known to all of you, I think. He does the Front Sports Sports Radio Hour. Which is a great uh, show. Often participates in our uh, uh, high school uh, broadcast of sporting events, football, basketball. Uh, and just uh, all around great guy, Drake Colley. Good morning. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me. Glad Appreciate you're here. It. It's glad to be back. Glad you're here for at least one Welcome, show. Welcome, Drake. Where <laughs> hey. you been, man? Hey, Mister York. How are you doing? Good to see you, How Jim. You I see you. They don't. I don't have a camera on myself, but uh, maybe I can pull it up here by by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, good morning to everybody. Uh, Christmas is Santa Claus is on his packing his bags, getting his. Stuff ready. Delk, I'm sure you've done all your shopping. You yeah, got, well, yeah, Drake, I'm, the, I'm right in there, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Delk, 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 if you need some help wrapping those, uh, I'm sure Clayton will be more than yeah. happy to help you out. With, I'm, I'm right and I heard Debbie's there. a great Christmas wrapper, <laughs> uh, too. I'm I can wrapper. wrap, but I'm horrible at shopping. My, I used to I'm, go to Drake Colley's liquor store and it solved it all. But there, there you go. It, so. throw it in the bag. I tell you, when I, when I wrap something, it looks like it's been thrown in the dryer for about an hour, and then you pull it out and throw it under the tree. And then I tried my best, but. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> mm. And we have, what is it? Is it uh, First Fridays tomorrow night? Is that right? And there are First Friday in Columbia tomorrow night, December 1st? I guess you're right. It and is. then we That's have correct. the Christmas parade Christmas. Monday night, right? Doug, are they calling for rain Saturday? or Christmas parade Saturday, right? Yeah, it's is Saturday. It Saturday? Saturday. Okay, so we're not doing it on Sunday, Monday this year. Okay. But, you know, the Georgia-Alabama game will be played indoors, Clayton. That's well. So, and we don't have to worry about rain. And in Atlanta. So. I was going to say, if you know, if they're calling for rain, maybe Chet, uh, uh, Mayor Mulder would want to push and, it back a week. And for mean, all you, know, I'm just throwing it out there. And for all okay. you Alabama fans out there, I've put a request in the Mayor Mulder to move the parade. Start it <laughs> earlier but so it doesn't coincide with the, with the football game. Well, I think they do have an official rain day, which is a, a week from yeah. Saturday. Okay. okay. That's, that's right. That's good. Oh, okay. That's good planning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, so, but, so we're but, getting a forecast. Rain now, Clayton? 
I think it's 50%. Coach Mike was just saying, so, uh, yeah. They oh, used to me. have the Christmas parade on Monday nights. I missed it. They used to, yes. Yeah. It used to be on Monday night. The first Monday of yeah. December. Okay. All right. But it will be this Saturday night. We're going to broadcast it. And, Clayton, I, I hear you're uh, fiddling around with a video camera to make, get some video. Yes, we, we will have it live streamed. Uh, you'll be able to find that on our website, um, on YouTube, X, or Twitch. Mm-hmm. So. Wherever you want, there's no reason that you won't be able to find it. So you can watch it, listen to our broadcast. That's correct. All right, that'll be great. Uh, well, I look forward to that. I always have fun getting my microphone, getting out of the crowd, talking to the grand marshal or the queen or whoever, the marching band leader. Or... They like talking to you, Delk. Oh, well, that's the treat. Know. It is. I it is. I don't know about that, but I always have a good time doing that. Listen, uh, there's something. When you walk up with a microphone, people, it's a whole different ball game. People are excited to be on the radio. They really are. Well, I'm always, I mean, it's always a pleasure to me to talk to folks and see what's going on. All right, we started a, a conversation, which probably just simply will not end forever. I think this is going to be the most uh, contentious issue uh, in Tennessee state politics since the income tax battle uh, some 30 years ago where uh, proponents of a state income tax and those opposed uh, uh, got extremely energized. Uh, Large crowds at the Tennessee State Capitol. Uh, Damn near, uh, you know, I mean, it was was scary for a little bit, actually, what the crowds might do. But at any rate, the income tax eventually failed. Uh, and was not passed. Consequently, Tennessee does not have a state income tax. Uh, that income tax battle, in my view, is what uh, cemented the uh, death of the Democratic Party in Tennessee as a as the majority party. It had been the majority party for 150 years in Tennessee, held both state houses and the governorship, and very few Republicans around. They had, in fact, Democratic supermajorities. But after that, uh, the Democrats lost both houses of the Tennessee state legislature and uh, have not elected a Democratic governor since Phil Bredesen. And I would point to that income tax battle as the catalyst for that. Here we've got a battle over vouchers. The governor, with no details, uh, has proposed that uh, vouchers be increased in the state next year not very much but in year two he is proposing a lot uh, what's called universal uh, voucher or uh, a scholarship at universal that's 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 what other states use to describe a statewide system so the possibility of a voucher in the in Amount the amounts mentioned have been like seven to ten thousand dollars, a voucher of seven to ten thousand dollars available to every uh, school child or family in the state of Tennessee to spend at a private school of their choice on the education of their children. Uh, that's the bare bones, and that's we really don't know anymore about it. I have uh, on the internet Jeff Yarborough, uh, who's a Democratic state senator. I know Jeff. <clears throat> Yeah, he lays he lays out the Democratic position. He says the voucher plan would heavily subsidize families already sending or planning to send their kids to private schools. 
incentivize opening up pop-up, low-quality, uncredited voucher schools and reduce funding for public schools that are already chronically underfunded. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I know him to be lacking as well. Yeah, I'm not his sure opinions. I agree with all that. but I, Lacking I, in what? His opinions on stuff. Lacking. Oh, so you don't agree with his opinions? No, I meant. I mean, so, I, I, yeah, so he's I, lacking. I, I mean, his, I, I, his and, opinion doesn't and, have And much I know value. him on a wide basis, so he's lacking in several areas, but oh, okay. on this one for sure. Okay. When Well, if it's so supposed to be given out to so children. So you're taking of a pro poverty, stance on this? No, I'm taking a I don't know what to think yet stance. Because I'm with everybody. I don't want to, first of all, I want stellar public schools. I want them to be the Taj Mahal cathedrals of education. And every kid going in there knowing it's a privilege to be educated, not necessarily just a right, but a privilege, and that we get the best performance out of our kids. And we're failing them. We're failing them. We are failing as a state. We're at the bottom. So that's where we are. Do you think Jeff Yarbrough's got it right or got it wrong? Well, I mean, you know, look, if if somebody has the the means to send their child to – Columbia Academy to BGA to MBA, they've got the means. They don't need a seven thousand seventy five dollar taxpayer funded coupon <coughs> to lower their child's admission fees or tuition fees to these to these. I mean, we're all sitting around here now. I went to private school, Clayton. Yeah. You went to private school, Dale. Yeah, I did private not. School. I am a product oh, of no. Central High School. I graduated from Central. Okay, but, I went but to my point college. is, my point is, families that have the money and have the means to send their child to a public school for four years, say ninth through twelfth grade, they look, man. Let's be honest, Governor Lee. They don't need seven thousand seventy-five dollars. They don't need it. Well, but do you know who does need it? The kids at Riverside Elementary, the kids at Cullioca Elementary Middle School, the kids at Hampshire, at Santa Fe, at Columbia Central. Whitthorn Junior High School is on a is 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 on seventy three percent federally funded lunch program. Seventy three percent of their students are on a federally. Now, are you going to tell me that we can afford as Tennesseans? to take away hard-earned taxpayer dollars and put it into some silly scholarship program so that so that parents can can send their kids to a private school? So let me say this before we go any further. Clayton well, that, Harris works issues, well, right, but Clayton Harris works 15 jobs to pay to send his kids to private school. I know a lot of people that double down extra work and sacrifice to pay the tuition to send okay. kids to to private school. That is they are dedicated to do that okay. to send their kids. So it's not just rich folks that are trying to get their kids in private school. It is families that are digging and making sacrifices to get their kids get a great ed- education. Now, these scholarships are supposed to help help underprivileged kid in the lower section of of the 
uh, economic range, correct? Isn't that what Scott said yesterday? Like, it has to be a deficit under the 300%. As, de- that's the first year, I think. Okay. By year three, I think it's okay. It, it's wide open. Okay. So, yeah, that's, well, that's just then to get maybe the program started, you, right. you see. That's, okay. that's, that's, how, that's, that's how Governor Lee and his minions on the Hill start the whole program off. We're going to help. Isn't that right, Mr. Jim? They start yeah. the underprivileged kids first. And then mm-hmm. that fades away. And then guess what? These these private schools, they get to go and cherry pick their students out of the schools. It isn't just they we just don't send I kids. It's it not was, a lottery. I thought it was a lottery no, pool. No, the, it's just a lottery pool on who gets it, right? Initially. Initially. The first year. The first year. I think what the universal is still a lottery Drake pool. is a welfare check. It's yeah. a welfare check. For the rich. For the people who have means. For the rich. And so I want people in Murray County to understand. That their taxpayer, okay. their taxpayer dollars are going to be funding and, and giving seven thousand dollars to a family that c- their kids c- were okay, already so going, already, ask, already going to go. Okay, yeah. All right, let, let, let's hang on a minute then. So we we got two or three issues that have come up here. First of all, would such a program take money away from existing public schools? Second of all. You know, who would use these vouchers? Would they be uh, wealthy people who are already paying very high tuition rates to private schools, or would it be families who otherwise could not afford private schools might now use private schools? And and that's an issue. You know, what what what, what would happen there? Uh, and um, would it? You know, and Jeff and, and Jeff Yarbrough brings up the. The incentive to open low quality unaccredited voucher schools now well you know we don't know about that because we don't know if the vouchers would pay for an accredited school yet uh so and the issues that are of concern to me uh are that and so I, why i'm inclined to be opposed to this and probably are going to end up being opposed to it uh if you give the school a seven thousand dollar voucher they're just going to raise tuition by seven thousand dollars, and it's a wash. The same thing that happened with yeah. college and, scholarship or student loans. And exactly. sooner or later, uh, strings will come attached to the yes. to the state money that would make the private schools do this or that as a condition of getting the money. And that is all. Well, the string number one is already being discussed, and I'll uh, I'll bring that up on the other side. Let's take a break. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at CaringHeartsHomeHealthCareLLC.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Kennedy, I am dude number three. It's three dudes with a view. You can uh, listen to us or watch us on the WKOM website, or if you want to catch the podcast later, it's on our website or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. And you can see us in the video. That's also archived uh, on the website as well of past episodes. <coughs> Excuse me, of past episodes. So uh, listen to us now, listen, watch us now, listen to us or watch us later. Uh, we, we love engagement. We've got this. And we got a uh, phone number nine three one six two six thirty one thirty one. So, so let's, let's. And I don't mean to cut you off, Del, but <laughs> real quick. Yesterday, I just want to say I came in. I came in the studio while right, our, rep, our representative Sapicki was here. Let's do intros, Drake. Drake. Oh, okay, okay. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, Drake Colley, uh, who's very much part of, of this station, our sister station WKOM. Uh, WKRM, he's often heard, uh, well, he's heard every week on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, Monday, Thursday, Friday. He's heard frequently in our uh, high school preps uh, uh, broadcast, and uh, he's a great broadcaster, folks. Uh, so, Drake, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm so proud to be here. Glad to have you. All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, uh, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. <laughs> Good morning. All right. Now, let's try to unpack some of these issues I mentioned. First of all, were strings attached? Well, uh, would I, my fear is that strings would be attached to the state money. In other words, a school couldn't get voucher money unless they did this or that, you know, this kind of program or that kind of program or whatever. Well, already I hear that there's talk going on out there about string number one. Uh, string number one, uh, again, there, there's no written plan, so we don't really have anything to work off of. But there is discussion of string number one being that, uh, you know, I said the problem would be if you give a $7,000 voucher, the school just raised the tuition by 7000 and uh, And so they're talking about a string which would limit the tuition raises of the private schools to, who receive voucher money to like one or two percent a year, something like that, uh, to and so they yeah. But can, is that is that the state government's job to tell a private industry what they can raise their exactly, rates Debbie? And here's I think and Mr. It, York was making this point yesterday though. If the tuition raises are limited, here's just my opinion of what would happen. Now, my children went to the Webb School and mm-hmm. to the Harpeth Hall School in Nashville. Right. The, the, my last child graduated in 08, so prices were about half of what they are now. Uh, the, the, and they were high then. They were high, as, high very high then. <laughs> I mean, but my, my, no, 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 my last child graduated from uh, 
high school in 04. So I, I was not paying high school tuition after 04. Okay. But uh, the Webb School and Harpeth Hall School in Nashville are now about 30000 a year, mm-hmm. give or take. Right. And uh, I think and BGA is at fifty. That's what I heard. BGA is usually pretty close no. to uh, ridiculous. That's what somebody no, said. No, not no, 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 no. Okay. No, they, well, it's up there. It's about. Uh, they, it's usually right in line with Harpeth Hall. Okay. And, and you they, said that. And I've got. I've got a question. Well, all right, okay, go ahead. Let, let me go ahead. let me let me make my point though. That, so the all right, Drake, I'm, I'm trying to spit it out. Okay. But if, if there's a string attached that they can't, that Harpeth Hall and the Web School and BGA can't raise their tuition except by a little bit if they take the voucher money. These folks, their clientele are people with extremely deep pockets. They raise their tuition regularly, a lot. When they want to. When they want to. So my guess is, and just strictly my guess, is they'll say, "Uh oh, we can't raise our rates that, we can't raise our tuition that much. We don't want the private school voucher money, and we won't take it. Now, you where think? private school, that, that's my that's my hypothesis. I think some, I think like the Harpeth Halls, the NBAs, the Brentwood Academy. So, so if we could yeah. get a lot. They'll yeah. say we could get a well, lot more money just by raising our tuition and get it out of the pockets. Is, is of the that not, is that not discrimination in a, in a pocket though? That they're saying oh, we just want to be able to keep our clientele and we don't want these. These poor you, kids that no. get a voucher to be able to no, attend. No, no, okay. no, all right. So okay. that, that's like saying that's like saying is, is Lexus discriminating over Chevrolet buyers? Now, and, that but, doesn't make and, a lot of and sense. And Debbie, let me tell you where I think it might make a difference. Mr. York, I think you were sort of getting at this yesterday. Um, you know, now the locally, Agathos, C A, and Zion, Clayton, they're all about seven to ten a year, right? Seven to ten thousand a year. I think lower end is probably around seventy-five, and the high end is around probably eleven to twelve. Okay, so that's a big difference between the thirty thousand that these. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very, very a lot cheaper down and, here, and at that level, seven thousand or ten thousand makes a big difference. Maybe eighty, you know, eighty percent of tuition. Right. Uh, and so. That's so. Do you think these schools are going up because of supply and demand that they're full, so they're raising it, and who can afford it? it but because they've got an over amount of people on a waiting list, do you think that's why they're going up? If oh, so, you're then about the, you're talking about the Harpeth Hall yeah. and the NBA, and that you think that's because oh, they're, they're full. They, it's just ridiculous, Debbie. They they just raise their, their clientele can pay it, so they just raise it. You know, I mean, that's okay. Just, so it's, it's not that they're full. Oh, they're full. Okay, yeah. so so here, let's say Zion is full. And there's the vouchers coming in. Then they're going, okay, we only have a limited amount of seats, so we're going to make our, our prices higher so whoever can get in can get in at that point because well, we only have a limited well, amount of seats. Okay, that, that circles us back, though. Will the state impose a string? That, that, so what I'm saying is it's more likely at the, at the Zion, at the Agathos, at the CA level, at that level, it's more likely that – you would see some families who would otherwise not send their children to private schools perhaps send their child to CA Zion Agathos with the assistance of a voucher. It, it's going to be that level of school that's the seven to ten, eleven thousand dollar school where vouchers might make a and difference. That's, and that's where Governor Lee's friend at Hillsdale College wants to bring in the charter schools, sprinkle them all over the state of Tennessee, have them eventually available so that even in rural areas you're gonna have to have these little pop up pop up uh Hillsdale schools with a 
Christian-based religion uh, behind them, and they're going to give these kids an option to go to these to go to these Hillsdale schools instead. Instead of Wayne, but it's tax funder, it's tax funded choice, Debbie. That's, are those that's people right, not paying right, their property right, taxes? Hang on a minute, though. Hang on. I mean, what? charter schools are a, an intense debate. I, I get know. that. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Well, it, it, but it, charter schools and school vouchers, uh, charter schools as opposed to the a private school getting a voucher, charter schools are 100% free to the students. That's I right. got you. I got yes. you. So it's, a, it's just a different yes. discussion. Yeah. I got you. So what we're talking about right now right. is vouchers. Right. And, uh, oh, I see. Okay, I got you. Uh, but, but Dale, well, I mean, I don't mind having a discussion <laughs> about charter schools at some point, but I, I think we are, this voucher thing is... See, the, the voucher the charters, thing is going to have potentially a much wider impact on school children across Tennessee than charter schools ever would. Uh, so, so the governor wants us to believe that a, a low-income family, a single mom mm-hmm. or dad, that's out there have three kids and just trying to trying to get by, is going to be able to say, "Okay, uh, I'm going to send my son to." Columbia Academy, and say the tuition's fifteen thousand dollars a year. I think it's about eleven. Is it? Uh, t- Ten to eleven. Okay, we'll say in three years it's fifteen thousand dollars a year. Three years from now, and yeah. he says, he says, okay, I want to. I, I, of course, Columbia Academy is going to have to pick him. Wow. He can't. He can't because they're going. They're going to have their own choices. It's not. It's not. The the schools are going to pick the students. The students don't exactly. pick the school. Exactly. I want everybody to understand that. I want everybody to understand that. I mean, you know. Is Scott and, listening and you know for what? him to you take better, better, and, and, you, and he better hope that his son's a pretty good basketball player or a pretty good football player or, or extremely ac- or academically uh, exceptional. Okay. Or, well, Drake, or, he's, yeah. or he's not going to be picked by those schools. Well, but, but, Drake, Drake, where is he going to get that extra money right that he's striving for? And where is that person? Governor Lee, where's, right, that, where's that dad of three or mo- single mom of three going to get that extra, extra $8,000 a year? To go with that seven thousand dollar coupon, that's his choice to figure out. You well, want to talk about choice? I think or that's right. That's why it's choice. That's why, Frank. I think that begs the question of whether you want to give him the voucher in the first place. That, absolutely. All right, but Mr. York, you've got something you're trying to bring up here. What's? Yeah, I was saying. You know, it it might work well in Knoxville, Nashville, and Memphis. This is a rural area. You have a selected number of students. You have a, a certain income level that's prevalent across this county. $7,000 is not going to be a big help. I don't care what kind of choice you want to make for your kids. Public school is going to be your best option. If, like Drake gave the scenario of a parent having hard times, trying to make it, got three kids, where is he going to get the extra money to yeah, put? I, I can't see that person in a, in a, utilizing a voucher. A, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're well, not going to utilize a voucher. And you know what? When when those when those public when those private schools get get the financials from those parents and look at them, guess what? They're going to the bottom of the stack. Well, that application the, the is going to the bottom thing, of the, the stack. Other, those schools are not going to take that parent unless they can afford it, and they they know they can look at their financials. And but believe me, they they'll want to see the financials. Well, and you, you parents out there like, with kids in private schools, just be honest. You show the show the academies, show the schools your financials. They want to make sure that you're working, that you can pay for it. You're a person of means. And guess what? Low-income families, 
They're not. They're going to public schools, and then as we sit here and talk, put the fi- the finances and the money for public school is being chipped away by people like Governor Lee and our local representative Scott Zapicki. Well, let's let's go, Drake. Back. Drake the other go thing ahead, is that sure. they they have tried to do something for public education, teachers getting qualified teachers, getting teachers that can teach in school professionally, and they're putting money into the schools. Now, all of a sudden, they're taking money out. Why don't they invest that money, like you say, into Withorn, into Riverside, into Kalioka, to Hampshire, to Santa Fe, if he's got extra $7,000? Put that toward the student to help education. I don't disagree education. with that, Jim, at all. That was something that crossed my mind yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I think the first through third grade, there should be two teachers in every classroom and make the classrooms as small as you can. Well, look, yesterday. All right, all right. Well, let, let, let's, 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 all right. The, I think we've moved on to the subject now of would vouchers take money away from the public schools? And uh, if, if, as I understood Representative Sapicki yesterday, now, again, though, the devil's in the details. We have not, we have not <laughs> seen, not the, a bill. we have not seen the details. And uh, well, they had a huge press press conference two days ago. Flew in Sarah Huckleberry from uh, from Arkansas. <laughs> they flew in Sarah. She had, had, they had they had they had she can be my Huckleberry. They had, they, had ran, they had a huge press conference two days ago. I showed it to you on YouTube. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did yeah. you see that? that and you're going to tell me that's just an idea? So Scott's a piggy. He's going to sit here yesterday on the air and just have, and just say that's just an idea. They well, fly. Drake, they Drake, fly in Huckleberry. There, there, there's there is no written bill yet. There's oh, nothing okay. for us to read. Well, you know when they write the bill, when they when they get ready to pass it, Dale. You well, know that they're not they're not bringing a bill to the I mean, they're not bringing a bill to the floor unless they have the votes. Well, I, I mean, do, do we need to sit down and have a how, how the leg, Tennessee legislature works with you? Uh, well, Drake, I mean, if you if you see a, a you know a sleight of hand behind every tree, I mean, let's, you know, right now we're talking about vouchers and we're assuming they. Uh, yeah, and I'm talking about him announcing the vouchers well, two days ago with Huckleberry, and it's not an idea. It's actually yeah. it's actually the but, wheels have been put in motion. But Drake, what the governor is details right. to be worked out like do right. you cap tuition of these private schools or limit the amount that they can or raise? do you hold the private do schools you, feet to the fire who, about testing eligible? like they do public schools well is there a reason for that that's another detail that we just have why don't they do it to public schools if there's not a reason i you know drake i don't know and we don't okay. have a bill yet well, we then, don't know you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander baby. no but we got to uh, drake i agree with you completely we have got to be vigilant and when this stuff does start to get laid down in writing, we need to get online, get up to the Capitol. By work. then it's too late. No, well, but the that's... problem is the governor is taking calls every day from parents in the state of Tennessee that are saying, my kids are going to failing schools. Nah, Fix I'm it. Glad. Fix no, it. That nah, is what they're hearing what? every day. Every legislature is going, you know I what? hear from my constituents. Not, they are I'm not, not happy the, with I'm the public schools. I'm not on the schools. Republican hot button. No, okay. Well, the whole point is that well, we've got to see what's on the table public schools. we got people out there that want to collapse the public how, school. How about the in, parents are in, failing? In the, in the charter schools is yeah. one. The leaders of that char, that charter that applied down here verbally said they're going to collapse public education. There so that's the ploy to put these little schools. The other thing, if you're giving vouchers, anybody can start a school. And there's going to be a lot of pop-up schools hey, across the 
Hey, well, Mr. Jim, let's start a Muslim school. Well, we can start yeah, a Muslim school a right again, here in Columbia. Again, do we know, Drake, if you just assume the system's rigged, then you can't even be a part of the con- con- conversation because nobody's going to listen to you. The uh, uh, Really? Yeah. You need to call Donald Trump about that. If you just say... You, you just, know what I mean? That's... You, Seriously. Let's don't get off on Trump. Let's talk, talk about, about school. Let's talk about school vouchers, and let's assume that there will be a straightforward legislative, you know, committee hearings, markups, bill, vote on the committee, bill on the committee, then vote it on the floor. Let's you know who the, you know who the chairman of the education committee is. I do. Your buddy, uh, it was sitting right here yesterday. But Drake. Promoting, just, promoting. Scott was not promoting this yesterday. He no, said, "This is no, it." Not. He said, oh, "I know okay. nothing." If you just assume that okay. there's some secret bill out there that they're going to pull out of their hat and pass, uh, you know, with nobody seeing it, then they do it no, all the time. There's no sense That's in having this conversation. It, That's how they do it. I don't, I don't know what part of that you don't get. This is going to be so emotional, though. It is going to be so emotional. But Drake, we can't have. We can't have a debate about some bill you imagine in your mind. I got two words for you. Get woke. Yeah, well, we can't have a debate about a bill you imagine in your mind. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Guess what, Mr. Tillis? Not too long ago, you were saying it was too early to start Christmas shopping. But now is the perfect time, and we've been working on finding a great collection of jewelry for everyone, from vintage, modern, and custom designs. What about engagement rings for a Christmas or New Year's proposal? Ah, yes. We have both vintage and modern styles, all unique to show the perfect symbol of love. Tillis Jewelry, serving you in two locations, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas pillar plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 dollars. visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Good grief. That is it's flown by. Time does. It's been a it's been a weird week. All right. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. This is our last show of the week. Tomorrow morning inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross. And we three dudes will be back with you on Monday. Uh dude number two, Clayton Harris. How's it going, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest Debbie Matthews. Good morning. And uh Somebody who's no stranger to any of you, uh, Drake Colley. How you doing, man? Don't sound so excited, Dale. I am excited. I am very excited. I'm, Good morning. I'm, I'm well, glad you know. you're here. What, what, what is that? The last, truth. The truth will set you free. What is that free. last message we got from some? Uh, you know, uh, the people are, people are happy that 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 Drake is is on the show this morning. <laughs> I, I'll just put it to you that way. They they are happy, and we've gotten a lot of interaction. Nine three one six two six thirty one thirty one. And I say thank. And to all those people, I say good morning. It's time to get woke. And thank you. I think it's Bucky's out there sending their best. Um, all right, let me just throw this out here. And again, though, I don't know the devil. This is another one of these things where the devil is in the details. As I understood, Representative Spicky, he said that. Public schools have gotten substantial uh, increases under this new state funding formula. Like he said, Murray County alone has gotten $17 million in recurring new money. Uh, 
and the Murray County school system. And he said that, and again, you, you have to put all these details and assumptions in here. And so I, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just trying to reconstruct the argument. Uh, and I certainly know that it's not going to be true unless the details are investigated thoroughly and everything is done right. You know, it's this is this is one of those things that's got to be executed properly the, or, it, or it's not going to work. But according to Scott, the the TISA funding, including the additional $17 million in recurring, and, and, uh, and, and here's the qualifier. If the vouchers are used at the rate which they are expected to be used, in other words, they expect a certain number of students, parents or families, to uh, use the vouchers. And I guess that's based on their experience in Davidson and Memphis. But again, that here, listen to me. I'm saying I guess that's because. So that's where you got to be careful. But if they're used at the rate that they expect them to be used, as I understood Scott Spicky, he was saying that 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 would not reduce. Uh, you know, using Murray County as an example, that would not reduce the funding for public schools in Murray County state funding for public schools not be reduced at all as a result of the vouchers. But then I posed to Scott, you know, the question of, well, you know, what if all of a sudden half the people in a school, you know, take a voucher? And and he said, well, you know, if the usage is that high, then, yeah, the school is going to lose some money. Okay. There yes. you go. So chip it away. Now, l- okay, let me, well, go ahead, let me read right. something. Let me read something from the Tennessean this morning. Okay. Rachel Ann Elrod, who chairs the Metro Nashville Public Schools Board, school schools board, uh, released a statement, and she said, "It is a moral and physical malpractice. It is moral. It is moral and physical malpractice for Tennessee to dismantle and destabilize public education. The state started education privatization in Nashville and Memphis, and now it is spreading across the state. Now, Elrod cited recent data from Tennessee Comprehensive Assessment Program (TCAP) tests that showed students in the voucher program in those counties, which would be Shelby and Davidson, uh, in the voucher program, scored lower than their peers, along with 85% of the charter school students falling short compared to the districts where they attended before. Now, she praised public schools as a vital source of. She's on the Metro National Public School Board. I understand that. The social connection for students, jobs, and a healthy community across Tennessee. Well, I think it's morally irresponsible well, I mean, and reprehensible that we've got uh, schools across the state that are not performing above 25%. And yet you're telling everybody... Even, even worse, the, the school one of the schools under this lady's uh, responsibility, Pearl Cone, I believe, is referring Pecky said they had a 5% literacy rate at, at graduation. Yep. Vouchers will siphon off. She went on to say, vouchers will siphon off millions of dollars from our already historically underfunded public schools while providing subpar results for Tennessee students and the public at large. And and she, the school let, let under her say, control has got 5% absolutely. literacy rate 5%. at graduation. And, you, let, and she's mean, out here talking to us. So you're going to take her yeah. advice? And yeah, so, reach into and us. So, and let, these, me tell, and let, let me say this right, go, about go, Ms. York. Go ahead, Jim. Let me say this it's about education. Your expectations are good to try to educate every student. That's great. Let's face reality. Look back at your classmates in your high school graduation class. How many were successful and how many didn't make make success? 
I agree. Everybody well, is not going to be a rocket scientist. No, well, we absolutely. try to educate every possible student to give them a way to survive in life. We've got, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I mean, and, and we'll we're still on the I mean, old communist paradigm where we set kids in a row to make them be good workers, little well, worker bees. I think that's it's a, sla- I think it's a slap in the face to public ed- educators across the state of Tennessee for the Republican Party to stand up there on their high and mighty podium and and call every school, public school across the state of Tennessee a failure. I didn't say I, that. Yes, you, you no, said, you I said, said our schools, grades are failing. You, you said if you had a child that was only said, getting 25% in reading, Drake, what would you do to your I'd child? Probably, I'd you pro- would say, we got to change something up because you know you're not what? learning this way. we got to change something up. What do we do to make you educated? You know what I do? That's what you know we're what? trying to do all right, right here. All right. She asked me a question. Can I okay, yes, yeah, shoot. I'd cut off the mass singer. I'd turn the TV off. I'd take their phone out of their hand. Okay. I'd sit down with them at home when they got home from school. Right. I'd make sure they got their homework done. I would get more involved with the student. It's it's not, you know, these parents nowadays, they just they drive their kids into the, the car line, drop them off, You're and then they the go then here. they go back and yeah. they pick them up at 3 o'clock, You're and then, the, the then the they find something else to do Absolutely. all day. Absolutely. I'll tell you what you do. You get... I agree with you on that. You get, you get that involved. You get involved with your child's life, and you get involved with your child's academics. That's how Amen. you make them better. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Two or three jobs. There are parents working two or three jobs, and they are not in a traditional family. So you tell me how you can force everybody to to follow some norms of those parents that have high incomes, mother stays at home, and can do all those additional things. Maybe we it's should focus possible. more on the family as, right. a, as, a, as a country. Absolutely. Maybe we right. should focus right. more right. on family. So are, let's, my, let's, my question are, are, is, let, it, let's stay out, let's stay out is it only Christian schools that will be allowed, private Christian schools that will be allowed to buy, or all private schools? All private schools get this. So well, well, I mean, I can answer that question. Okay. First, if they limited it to Christian schools, that would be unconstitutional. Yeah, well, right. it has to be a state-approved school, yes. first of all. But it has to be a state-approved I, school. I don't think that the state can approve. The state, so I could, the I could, state I could, cannot approve on the basis or disapprove on the basis of religion. Okay, so I, so Clayton and I could start a Muslim academy here in the Columbia Muslim Academy and, and take taxpayer dollars for vouchers for kids to go to the Columbia Muslim Academy. I would think, exactly. again, you're getting... Is that okay with everybody? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're getting into constitutional issues that, that are somewhat tangential here, but... The, the I, state, I, too, right? I would say if the state denied vouchers to a Muslim school, that that would be discriminatory. Right. right. So, so if CPA in CPA in Brentwood can get get a, get vouchers, then Clayton and I's Muslim Columbia Muslim Academy could also get taxpayer funded vouchers. That's but there are I'm just I'm just checking. Because I'm thinking about I'm retired. I'm thinking about going into a new business, and you know this could be. Let me answer. this could be a real money maker. Well, that's one of the dangers Jeff Yarborough pointed out that some yahoos may say. Up these schools just to try to get yes, the money, you know. True. Well, let's do, they it. Gonna do that. That is another danger. That of is vouchers. very dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, as a former, as a former private York, and York, public we keep school teacher, over you. What? Go. Yeah. I said, it doesn't take much to start a private school. No, I mean, there's one going on the United Methodist Church right now. Directors, you can have three board of directors or whatever. 
in these schools can Agnes siphon money Agnes. out of the system, and that's what some of these Yahoos are going to do. Well, so, oh, okay, well, that's one of all right, Miss York. I mean, I share your concern. I mean, that's those are more details, though. Now you can't you can't say only Christian schools or Muslim schools that that won't pass constitutional muster can get voucher money. But you can say, uh, you know, you've got to be accredited by. Yes. I just say most private schools that are have any kind of a reputation at all uh, of of quality are part of a accredited association. Whether it's South Central, and, whether and it's Southern so, Association of Schools, so that, North that Central is, Association of Schools, which are independent, uh, they're independent of the government, but they are accreditation schools that will come in. Look at your curriculum. Look at your uh, look at your faculty level. Look at you know, your education well, level. If, I mean, if, I, if, if my so, Muslim, right, if my Muslim, on, if my Muslim school, but you got to, you got to pass an achieved, independent accreditation. Okay, fellas, hang be, on a minute. But say, say I'm right, 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 right. To limit voucher money to a properly accredited school, that that is a, a no-no. No, no, that'd be fine. Yeah. Accredited would be fine. Oh, accredited. That's, that's not that's not race, religion, okay. sex. Right. right. A proper- so if I have a properly accredited Muslim school, I'm yes. going to open it here in Columbia, yes. I can receive voucher, taxpayer-funded vouchers. Sure. I would think if school. vouchers are offered, that would be... It okay. Would be illegal to deny the voucher money to that school. So it'd be yes. okay. What about homeschool? No, it'd be What about required. homeschool? They're accredited. Yep. Homeschooling. Uh, home All right. Let's. Whoa, y'all. Let's. Miss York making a point. What about homeschool? Uh, if they've actually formed themselves into an accredited school, uh, but the thing we don't know. If the, yes, I mean yes. I suppose they could get a voucher if they actually formed an accredited school. Uh, but what we don't. They're homeschooled, Dale. They sit at home and teach their children. Well, and and they are involved in this voucher program. Well, so so the Republican they're, mantra they're also of paying their taxes. Whoa, whoa. you know, there's two different. You, you could have a homeschool. You're right. Where you know, mom and the two kids at home. I can't see how that's going to. But again, we don't know. We don't know whether or not the state is going to limited limit these vouchers to accredited schools. We have not seen those details yet. Uh, and so that's there's so much in what we don't know. Go, Mr. York. But, Del, the, the, the homeschool, you might have two kids, but it's part of an association of maybe 50 or 25 kids. And they are accredited to homeschool. So I wonder, can they get money also? That would be part of the that would be something the state has to decide in its legislation if it does pass this thing. Folks, the legislature's got to put that in the bill, you know. Call your local representative, Sapicki and Hensley. Just tell them this is a bonehead idea. Well, they get lobbyists. They can do better than this. Well, I, I think they can do better.